0: Hey, it's Braven and Tara, and you're listening to God, I Got Questions. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are on episode three, and this episode is God, Am I Too Pride For? Mm.
1: That's all I got. <laughs> and I say that's all I got because... You know, we always tell you that these are conversations that you guys are privy to. This is just Raven and I just talking to each other. And when we were thinking about the topic of this particular episode, we're just checking in with each other like, hey, what you got on or what you got going on? Or have you been inspired? Like what type of moments have you had? What have you been like had an aha moment in your reading your Bible or doing your devotional or watching a sermon? And for like over a week or so, we're just like, yeah, I got nothing. Okay, cool. We'll check back in,
0: (laughs) and not that we haven't been like like I, I don't know what it is like. It's not that I haven't been reading my Bible or haven't been. It's just nothing has struck me like oh that's a good one. Let me just share. This one came up because I was like uh maybe because it kept coming up. So this week we're discussing Pastor Robert Madu. I hope I am pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, I think that's how of social church. Okay. Of Social Church of Dallas. Um, <clears throat> he was guest pastoring at Elevation Church. And again, I, I just clicked on it, I think, one day because the title of the sermon was No Crown. Which I totally didn't get the whole purpose of that until literally the last five minutes of the sermon. <laughs> the last three minutes. I was like, so I told Tara about the sermon and I was like, well, pride keeps coming up in some way shape or form this week it's come up three different times like I I guess God is trying to say I need to discover if I'm proud or what what areas of my life I am being prideful in and so thus this sermon
1: came up right and and you had even said that that day um the devotional that was for was that yesterday it ended up being one of the same Bible verses that he uses in mm-hmm. this sermon. And when you said that, like, I remember texting you back, like, yeah, maybe God's trying to tell you something. I don't think this one's for me. But, you know, God always does what he does. And when I listen to the message, like, I got gut checked a few times. So maybe it was meant for me. Yeah.
0: And he, he starts his sermon by saying, um, raise, your ha- raise your hand if you think
1: you have pride. <laughs> yeah, I raised my hand. I can be quite prideful. I did not
0: raise my hand because I was like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm prideful. A lot
1: of times I associate my pride with my stubbornness. And while I'm able to check myself in most of those Uh, moments of like, hey, Tara, you're being quite stubborn right now. Like, and what's allowing you to be this stubborn to make that you are so right in what you're doing and not listening to anybody else's voice in this moment. It's just like, oh, prideful. Cool. Gut check. Bring it back down.
0: Yeah, and so he, and I'm, we're watching by internet, of course, and so we can't see the audience, but I'm assuming that a few people raised their hands, or more than a few people raised their hand, given that we're in social distance churches, it's not a full capacity um, auditorium that he's in. Um, And so then he asked the next question, he was like, who thinks that they're humble? And nobody raised their hand. And I also didn't raise my hand on this one, so I didn't raise my hand on the proud. I didn't raise my hand on the humble part. Um, he was like, if you didn't raise your hand on pride, I am, I am worried about you. (laughs) We need to sit down and have a talk because everybody has areas that they're pride in pride, prideful in, um, but pride masquerades and pride hides. And I was like, Oh, that was a good one. Pride hides." Um, And so it is hard to discover the areas that you are being proud in. And usually pride is not the pride is the root issue, but that's not how it manifests. Right. And one of the great examples
1: he gave was being anxious. And so, yeah, that was a really (laughs) good example. And before he got to that, he gave like that example of the carbon monoxide um, detector. Oh yeah. And he was just saying like, you know, with, a smoke detector, you can see the smoke. So even before it goes off, if you're like within close proximity of it or whether you're seeing it or smelling it, you know it's there. When it comes to carbon, carbon monoxide, it's a silent killer. Like you can't smell it. You can't see it. Can't see and then he quoted all of these statistics of how many people have, I don't know, died from it, being affected from it, which were outrageous numbers. And he was just saying how pride is like that, too. Like you can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't always detect it because like you just said, it's the root of something else.
0: Yeah. And it being the, the root cause of pretty much the two examples he gave were I thought were very great for me. Cause they mm-hmm. spoke to me completely. Well, he gave three. So the first one was ang- being anxious or having anxiety. And he, and he was like, God, I made all these plans. Like I'm supposed to be married by 28. I'm supposed to have my first kid by 32. And then when that doesn't happen, you become anxious. Like, when is this going to happen? When is this going to show up? Why hasn't it shown up yet? Mm -hmm. And he's saying that he's, he's saying that the reason why you're anxious is because you're just, it's rooted in you being proud for prideful. Why can I not say that word today? Prideful, um, in the sense of like, God, we had this discussion and I have to admit this is me like Jesus. Um, Hey, it's me again.
1: (laughs) And I feel like I've been praying the same prayer. And not only that, I last. feel like you told me specifically that I'm supposed to get this. So what are we waiting so on. So where you at? Why you, you at? got your girl in time um, out?
0: Did we, did we get our, our lines crossed? Did you send that blessing to somebody else? Well, clearly you have sent that blessing to somebody else, but I need to know is mine stuck on the conveyor, belt, of heaven? <laughs> the conveyor um, belt. Oh, I like that. I like that. Can't. Can you just, do we need to send up a, a technician? <laughs> jiggle, jiggle, jiggle.
1: Um, Give <laughs> it free.
0: Gabriel, I know that ain't your job. And Gabriel hates me and called away from his post. But uh, bro, can, you, can you call somebody <laughs> and just <laughs> get a technician and put a ticket in? Because my blessing <laughs> is still stuck on the conveyor belt. And he is saying that is you being prideful. That is you assuming that you know better than God when you're supposed to get something and how quickly it's supposed to come Mm -hmm. that, that you're not understanding that, you know, again, God knew you before you were formed. So don't you think he knows the best time for this to happen for you? Yes. He said you were going to get it. He didn't tell you when you told yourself when we didn't agree to that timeline. Right. And so those, those, those have been my, that was a gut check moment because I was like, yeah. As I was telling Tara before, before we started recording, I have been anxious, always waiting for a specific thing, mm-hmm. and I keep getting told to wait. And I am not a waiter. <laughs> I am not the girl. I don't wait well. And I know, and that keeps coming mm, up that's too. The like, lesson we did a, a, a podcast before on how to wait well. Well, your girl is spilling right now because I want to know the answer today like yesterday right now in this moment yeah if you could have did it last week I would have took that too but I didn't want to go through another weekend of not knowing right right yeah and I was like I want I want to be able to like relax this weekend and God just checked me I was like you can relax you're choosing not to relax because you want to control a situation that you absolutely have no control over yeah. you've done everything that you can do you've done it to the best of your ability you need to rest, but you're choosing not to because you keep thinking about this. So I'm just, just going to do you. So,
1: OK, it ain't going to
0: speed up the timeline, but
1: OK. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. have been there with several different examples, whether it's waiting on relationships or jobs or weight loss or whatever goal that I've that I've met or put in my head with a time frame. It's just like, so I thought we said, but it hasn't happened. That, how dare God not stick to the plan? What are you doing? Okay. (laughs) But the second one, he said that one really, really hit hit me. And this was the one where he says on the surface, it is indecisiveness, but the root cause Mm -hmm. of it is pride. And this is, um, the specific example he gave is do what God told you to do. But your pride is saying, like, what if I mess up? What if I fail? What if people think this way about it? Or what if it's not meeting this expectation that I have in my head? And so because you let all of these what ifs what ifs pop up, then you're being so indecisive that you make no moves at all. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> let me get them toes back. <laughs> Stepping yeah. all over Please. my toes. I definitely get in my head about that with the, not necessarily what if, what people are going to think about it. Um, But more so of what if I fail and what if it doesn't look like this preconceived Mm -hmm. idea that I already have and I get stuck on that and that leads to procrastination and it leads to absolutely doing nothing and circling back around, like asking God, did he say what I really thought he said when I, honest to God, already know that he clearly said that because it was confirmed by two different people through five different ways. But yet again, I've made no move. Yeah, so... Pride, death, I mean, I think we're all, I won't
0: say everybody, I won't push my things off on everyone listening, but indecisiveness, for me, comes up a whole lot, um, and simple things like, am I leaving the house today, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm just giving you all a scenario, like, things that are just, I'm just naturally indecisive when it comes to certain aspects if it's not life or death i'm pretty indecisive um i'm trying to get better but (laughs) he definitely gave me a better way of looking at it like it's it comes down to you being prideful and not trusting god to do the things that he said that you are equipped and ready to do right but you don't think you are um yet the third one so we had pride we had Pride is shows up as anxiety or anxiousness, indecisiveness, and then the last one um, was bitterness. And I
1: didn't necessarily when he said oh, it at see, first, I don't was even like, I "Think I heard that one? I only had two written down." So tell me more.
0: Uh, um. So the bitterness, um, he says it shows up in you're thinking you're better than someone else. Is how it. Oh. What is the root cause of it? Is so you're bitter because. Someone didn't call you back. I can't remember the exact same, example he used, but he put it in the terms of like, you're talking to your friend and you're like, I can't believe, I would never do that to her. I oh, would yeah. never put her in a situation where she would have to do yada, yada, yada. I would never talk about her the way she talks about me, yet you're talking to your friend about the person that you said you would mm-hmm. never talk about. He was like, bitterness shows up in everyone's life. And the root cause of it is you being proud, thinking that you're better than someone, that you're on a different level than someone. Um, I think we've all had moments in our lives where not necessarily it showed bitterness, but showing us that you think you're better than something. It may have been like someone asked you to do a job and you're like, that ain't. I'm
1: too good for that. That ain't my
0: job. <laughs> yeah. There are people that do this. <laughs> That ain't in my job description. I I have said that. I was going to say,
1: but what is the difference between like, okay, this really isn't in my job description. And I'm telling you because one, I don't really want to do it, but also I don't have the time to do it because it's not a priority of mine because it's not my job. That can't always be pride, right? No, that's,
0: I don't think it always shows up as pride, but I think it could show up as pride in the situations where... Um, let's say someone asks you, can you, I really need a favor. Can you go pick up something? You're like, oh, picking up nothing for you. you. You, the reason why you can't go pick it up is because you let your boyfriend drive your car and now you ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> if you would rectify that situation when you could just say, yes, Wow, I have time to do this for you. Okay. <laughs> I know that was a very, um, right. I've been watching too many soap operas this week. Um, You've been watching what? <laughs> too many soap operas this week what
1: kind of like daytime days of your life young and the rest of soap operas
0: no more so like don't judge me i know y'all about to judge, judge me i'm gonna judge, don't judge. What, what you me?
1: been judge watching judge your mama, uh,
0: mama. <laughs> i i need to stop saying it. my mama said that was rude and
1: it is rude <laughs> that's what makes it so
0: funny <laughs> rudeness is probably pride too <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like high school teeny bop like I've been watching um Dawson's Creek <laughs> wow I, I can only say wow because no no no, I started no it's not it's not, Dawson, it's not Dawson's Creek One Tree Hill I got it confused even still it's about the same thing but yeah, okay I needed a do show you. to watch that had a bunch of seasons and that's my daytime tv while I'm working and it's playing in the background do not judge me you want to know what it i'm watching fine. in the background right now
1: what marion millions <laughs> it has two seasons
0: yeah. yeah i haven't sorry i i refuse to watch the only reason i refuse to watch that is because um the guy on there his voice is very irritating to me and
1: oh on the second he season he's not on the first yeah. season Uh-oh. oh okay sorry y'all oh, what a butterfly pretty <laughs> anyway back to pride so yeah it can show up and he kept making the point that oftentimes you don't really know what pride is because it definitely hides itself and because Mm -hmm. it's in this disguise you don't even recognize when you're doing it most of the time um and he was just saying that pride hides in humble what did he say about humble it was something he kept saying did i write it down humility is i know he said open pride hides Say that again. Humility is hidden, hidden, but pride hides. That's too uh, many long guys. That brings out sense. my countryness. Like pride hides.
0: <laughs> I have to check myself. Sorry. And he also said humility opens up heaven. God is attracted to humility. Um,
1: and pride can stop what God is trying to do for you and through you. Right. And he gave the two. Um, so given some Bible verses on it, if you're looking at James four and six, he gives those two... Sorry, I'm going to open up my app to make sure I read them correctly because I only wrote it down. Oh, I should have been prepared. I always forget seen I them in, in the making. You have it?
0: I think James 4 is the Resist the Devil and He Shall Flee.
1: Yes. Uh. Yes.
0: Is that it? For, yeah. That's yes? James it. 4 and 6, Resist the Devil and He Shall Flee. And he used that in the sense of like, He was saying that, like how when pride comes into a situation, pride because it's hidden. No, pride hides humility. Humility is hidden. Is hidden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, basically, just telling you, like, so you you can't really you. Sh- it exhibits itself as all these other things, which is why pride hides because it's not necessarily a good thing. You know, you try to hide stuff that you ain't supposed to be doing from your mama. That's what pride is. <laughs> Humility, it's hidden because most people who are humble don't necessarily want the accolades for it. They're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Right. They're doing something because that is just the nature of who they are. Um, I'm sure a lot of the times you've done a good deed. Um, I always question the good deeds that are done, that are videotaped and then uploaded.
1: Yes. That's pride. Yes.
0: You are supposed to do good deeds And I'm sure that person probably does
1: a lot of good stuff that doesn't get you said that. And I definitely agree with that mm, majority of the time. But then there I think there are some instances, maybe the individual. So when I think about the company that I work for, we actually do a lot of good things in the community and we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. tell people about that. The company I work for, it's it's globally known on a larger scale than it is on a local in the city uh, on the local level in a city that I am that I'm in and we donate so much money and then time and all these things but people in the community don't necessarily know it so on one mm-hmm. of our calls the other day somebody was asking like why don't we advertise this stuff is it on our Facebook page are we putting it out in the community and the reason why we wanted to do that was not to like give ourselves accolades of yo we did this that and the third but more so to tell people like hey we're here we're here for our community specifically if you need us then reach out because we don't always Know what's needed without somebody telling us.
0: Mm, I think it's a catch twenty two. I think you have to. It has to be a heart check. It has to be your heart pressure when you're doing oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Um, it is. It is a matter of yes. I totally understand from a corporate standpoint. Like you had to have an outreach section. There, there should be like because when I'm looking at a new company, it's one of those things that I'm checking for. Do you give back to? to the community do you give us community volunteer days like is that something are you all about just consuming all of the money for yourself and not ever giving back and then what can you illustrate to me what ways you do give out right or do you you do give back I was thinking more so of social media when you see people filming themselves giving like yes
1: like hey I'm out in these streets feeding the homeless oh congratulations like I I can't say that I've ever volunteered somewhere or did some type of charity mm -hmm. work and I blasted on my social media. Granted, I'm not a huge social media person, so I'm not documenting everything that I do. I'm more so of let me see what's going on kind of social media person when I am on there. But I still wouldn't like you are filming people at their greatest vulnerability. Now, I can't say words. And it's just like, why would you do that? other than to pump yourself up.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's a matter of, I think you can discern which ways the intent was supposed to go. So, and it may be one of those things It depends on the moment that I see it and like my heart posture at that moment. But maybe because I'm not a person who would, like you said, I'm not a big social media person. So I'm not going to record a lot of things just to have on there for social media. If I do something, it's supposed to be between me and the person I did it for. right? Um, so it, it I guess it, it just depends on on those things. But yeah. And I would say James 4 and So oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. James 4 and 6 came up a couple of times. So James 4 says resist the devil and he shall flee came up in this sermon. And then it also came up in our devotional this week uh, where they were talking about resisting temptation and trying to prepare yourself for a uh to be more closer to God, to be righteous, um, to do the things, um, that you should do. And so,
1: yeah. And he also read the verse, um, before that, and it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Um, one of the things he did say, again, going back to pride being hidden, he said a lot of times that when we come across a person who is humble, you don't necessarily recognize them as being humble. Like you're having an interaction with this person. And when you walk away from them, you don't necessarily think about them as being humble or you don't think about them at all. You, they walk away and you're more so thinking about yourself and how they made you feel and they made you feel seen and they made you feel loved. And he was just saying that on the opposite end of it, sometimes humility is pride in a costume. Because there's some things that look like pride when it's actually not pride. It's more so you're walking in confidence that God can do something through you. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like this thin line, like you have to have a certain amount of pride to some extent. And it goes back to what you just said from the heart posture of it. Like, is this pride because you're just boasting yourself up and you're just glad that you can do all of these things? Or is it that you're walking confidently because you know that God has given you the grace and the strength and everything that you need in order to show the things that he can do through you? Yeah.
0: And he said there's, there's four ways that you can identify the pride
1: parts of your life. Um, Ooh, before you get to sub. that, can I give one other okay. thing he said? Yep. He was saying that a lot of times when we look at it, pride, we look at it as always being this type of coming from a superiority standpoint. But he said um, it also is in a form of inferiority. And this is also one of the things that checked oh, yeah, me again. And he was just like, when it's coming from the inferiority standpoint, it looks like um, when you're seeing a lot of things like nobody's ever checking on me, nobody calls me, nobody speaks to me, nobody believes to me. And I was like, oh, he, he was saying how it's all about that me, me, me part of it. And it made me remind myself of, of my job because I found myself in the last couple of weeks just saying, okay, well, I always do this and nobody's ever recognizing this. And I thought I was okay in saying that because I know other people who, when they do certain things and they have these different wins that they're putting them all on blast, like, oh, my customer said this, or the sales manager said this about me, or this person said this about me. And it's just like, I don't do that. So the work that I do, you won't know about because I'm not going to tell you. And then, and I had that, that look of, oh, nobody ever gives me recognition. And it's just like, oh, that's prideful. Because it's all about you being in the center. Yeah.
0: And yeah. so like you were saying, you, he
1: went back to give those, for example, of, and he called it the parade pride, ooh, now I can't even say words. He called it the pride monoxide detector. And you can tell him what those four are. So the first
0: one is how do you respond to criticism?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Humble people grow because they're open. They ask what they can learn from every situation. So I was like, okay, how do I respond to criticism? It depends on who the criticism is coming from. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he said, if just you're prideful, then you tend to deflect or you get defensive or you deny it.
0: Yes. Or yes. somebody and will tell you
1: something and you just feel completely deflated by what they said too. Would be the inferior, inferior side of it.
0: And I, I realized, so when I asked myself this question, I was like, I can usually constructive criticism. I can usually handle pretty well but it also depends on the messenger who gives the criticism and the delivery and the relationship yeah the delivery and the relationship that i have with that person um so do you think that's
1: mm, the same exact words coming from me who clearly we have a great relationship but coming from somebody Do you still think at the end of the day, you would still be open to receive it? Like at face value, right in front of that person, it might be like a complete wall up. But then in processing it and taking out emotions, which is sometimes hard to do on spot because of our humanness. And then later on, Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, I might not have even liked this person. I might not have liked the person that they said it or the way they said it or you may be later on be able to process it of okay I was right. having a rough day but and I could not couldn't a, receive it.
0: it's not an instant thing though it is a um I am well Tara knows this about me I'm very introspective I will always ask myself the tough questions and I'll ask myself if I get criticism from someone and this is this is just me I'm in my head a lot as is so if it allows me to analyze something more including myself I will do it and sometimes that's to my detriment and sometimes <laughs> that is to my progression right. but I I once the emotion part like once I'm away from the conversation I might even I would play it over with somebody that I do trust so I'd be like Tara such and such said this this is the scenario this is what happened Um as I, I say a lot chew the meat spit out the fat meaning take Chew the meat. What was the part of that criticism that they said that makes sense, Right, that fits the scenario? Spit out the fat. The fat is the person who gave it to you may not like you, may have ill intent, may be sent by the devil, may have some ill motives, all of those things. They may be malice um, in there somewhere. Um, and if that is all the case, spit that part out. Mm-hmm. Was it grounded in anything that you can take and grow from? And I try to do that. Sometimes it takes me longer, it depends on who it is. So if Tara told me something that's an instantaneous like, Okay, you're right. All right. I can hear that. I okay. But if it's somebody that I don't highly respect, um, that I just tolerate, i.e., it may be a coworker, it may be a family member that you tolerate, whatever the case may be. <laughs> In everything, there's probably some meat that you can take away from it.
1: Right. Yeah. Because God will not always send somebody who you're that close with, who you have that, that regard for to give you a message that he needs you to hear. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to be open to it, to some sense. I mean, to some sense, that's not the right word. To some extent. To some extent. Yes.
0: Uh, the second one he gave was, how do you handle rejection? Mm mm-hmm uh yeah that's just (laughs) yeah think about it for a second (laughs) because I had to think that's I was like "Mm." how do I handle
1: that was a that's a tough one for me like yeah and I guess that still goes back I am very prideful in this respect like complete not completely this is probably my weakest area of when I can recognize now that I know it's my pride because when it comes to rejection I'm that person who won't do anything who won't speak on certain situations who'll take no actions at all because I'm in fear of rejection that's pride
0: yeah I get it because mine doesn't show up as well it's rejection but a different level of rejection mine is mine shows up as abandonment and so I don't, I don't I don't handle it well. So I will not put myself in a situation mm-hmm. where I feel like I will be rejected or abandoned or left to hold the bag on something, right? For those reasons. But he said in there that humble talks to everybody. And I'm like, mhm. <laughs> I get yep. I I get that. And he gave the scenario of like someone is shunning you basically. So you walk into a situation you have clicky folks uh, and they ain't speaking the humble person is gonna walk up and be like hey girl i know y- did you see me i don't know if you saw me in that but what y'all doing how y'all doing how's your night going and it's not and the first thing that came to my head when he did that was like, like you just doing it fake. to point
1: it out right
0: <laughs> right you're doing it to be fake like that ain't but that's not necessarily how that humble person sees it it's just like it is what it is if i, I i'm right speaking like they truly
1: think it's an accident like you didn't acknowledge me out of choice like you clearly just didn't notice me so i just wanted to come in and say hey Um, So we have criticism,
0: rejection. The third one was how do you handle advice? And I think advice and And criticism criticism Mm -hmm. to me were like two that went hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So like from you, it would be advice. (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily take it as criticism. Mm, Okay. And so maybe criticism is from people that are not in your circle, not in that inner core, right? Mm-hmm. When it's somebody in your inner core, then maybe it's the, that's advice. Mm. So how do you handle advice versus how do you handle criticism? I would use that criticism tier as somebody who is not in your circle, not someone you close with, some not somebody you highly respect. That's where the criticism comes because I don't, I don't know in if there's your ever view. a point in my view. I don't think that there is a person in my inner circle
1: that would criticize me. But that's That trust. I would see it as. You trust but, them to know that, that they have your best interest at heart. And while the world may come out bluntly me, and they may hurt, you know that they did it coming from a good standpoint.
0: But I still don't see that as criticism. I see it as advice.
1: Constructive criticism. And maybe criticism. that's just me.
0: Oh, yeah, true.
1: And mm, then the other okay. thing he said with advice too, he was like, "There's some people who they ask advice because they truly want it, but then there's other people who they'll keep on asking advice from different people until they hear exactly until what they, they want to hear. And he's just like, Oh, so you just, their, you just bear, you just want to hear your thoughts, opinion in somebody advice. else's voice, huh? Yeah.
0: Um, and just being yeah. Advice is one of those things that you're, how do you handle advice? Do you, does it take you a while to process it in? And I'm that person that does, a, I told y'all, I'm analytical. So it takes me a moment and I take it in. I can receive it immediately. Yeah. But acting on it may take a while because I got to, you know, I got to plan. I got to process. I got to be able to like, yeah, ABCD steps, like mm-hmm, do all that. But <laughs> the last one that he gave is how do you handle praise? hmm Do you crave it? Meaning that you need the um, unhealthy, the unhealthy need to be approved by strangers. Right. Posting stuff on social media. Are you doing it for the likes? Are you doing it for the accolades of (laughs) having a certain amount of followers or um, so someone specific can
1: see what you're doing like? Right. How do you handle praise? And I love how he gave the example. He said, some of us will post online and we're just itching for these results. And he was just like, it's like this, this, you start fiending like it's this drug that you need. He was like, I tell you what, do this, post something on social media and don't look to see how many people have liked or commented for two weeks. He was like, I bet you can't do it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the society we kind of live in now when you have social media like if you post something and nobody likes it, even with my two hundred followers, like I'm like nobody liked it, nobody, nobody, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I get it. Um, and if you look at the four that we go went over—criticism, rejection, advice, and praise—he basically said that's an acronym for how do you respond to the crap in your life,
1: <laughs> which I thought was pretty dope. Like, oh, right.
0: Who comes up with this? Like how do you? God is amazing. Um, crap in your life. So criticism, rejection, advice, praise. How do you handle or how do you respond to the crap in your life? Will give you insight on the areas that you are for or proud in. So I had something else, but I lost my train of thought. I don't know. And he said, forgetting you use Philippians. Um, Forgetting the things that are behind you and pressing towards what's ahead. How do you move from being prideful to a place
1: of humility? Right. And on that one, he was talking like, of course, that's Paul speaking. And the verses before that, like Paul is giving all his accolades like, hey, I can boast about this and this and this because I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. But he was just like, forget all that. Like. No, I need to put all that behind so I can press to have this relationship with God so I can get in his presence. Like I've done all these things, I've accomplished all these things, but it's not about me. So I have to put them to the side in order for me to be in God's presence.
0: Right. And and re- when we started this, I didn't list the initial Bible verse. Do you have it listed?
1: The very first one, he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I wrote down was John three and twenty two through thirty. When he was talking about John the Baptist? Yes. Okay.
0: okay. So he starts this sermon with reading um, John baptizing folks. And John is baptizing people. And all of his, his little crew, his arm bearers, come up to him and are like, Hey, John, so you baptizing. But ain't nobody coming over here because Jesus is over there. And Jesus is getting all the people. Everybody want to go Jesus. We ain't getting no people. What's going on? And John was like, I told y'all that I am not the Messiah. I came before him to prepare the way for him to come. I am ecstatic that they are going to Jesus because he is the Messiah. And so the topic he, again, the name of the topic was no crown. And he was saying, again, didn't write it down. What's the Bible verse? Revelation four and nine. Revelation four and nine. Um, as god is sitting on the throne and the 12 elders. tribes 24 yeah it's 12 tribes 24 elders so it's two elders from each tribe um come and they're worshiping caesar and they take off
1: their crowns oh never mind to
0: worship what, what were you about to say
1: oh no you're, you're probably gonna get to it keep going no keep going. oh and i was gonna say he gave that verse, um, and before he got into that, he also uh, told the story of there was a servant who has this, um, who a servant to Caesar, while Caesar is going through all these different parades and all these different things where there's people in the crowd like sh- shouting to him how great he is and just thanking him for everything that he's done, he has a servant who literally is holding a crown on the Caesar's head. And as he's saying, holding this to the Caesar's head, he's whispering in the Caesar's ear, Momento mori." Nope, that's not right. Memento more. And he was just like the whole time, all these people are just saying, Caesar, you're so great. Caesar, you do this. And they're just giving him all this praises. And he has this servant who is whispering in his hear- ear the whole time saying momento more, which means remember you're mortal. Like, doesn't matter what you're going to do. Doesn't matter what they say. At the end of the day, you're going to die. So don't let all this praise get to your head. And he was mm-hmm. just saying how we're not created to receive glory, but to reflect it and give it back to God.
0: And that is one of those things of like where in your life are you keeping accolades or receiving praise on things that you're not in the end saying this is for God's glory or this is for, this is because of God. Mm-hmm. Like again, you are, but a mere mortal. And I had to ask myself and be like, what am I saying in my life that I had gotten to a level by myself? Like, I I don't think I have, but if I have, Lord, that I repent. Out, and right. please show me the areas of my life where I think that I have done something because again I am but a mere mortal and I know that I couldn't do anything that you aren't in, that you aren't a part of, that you haven't facilitated in any way, shape or form. Right. And um he was saying that even the elders in heaven with crowns of gold (laughs) are willing and wanting and thriving in the moment that they're in the presence
1: of God and can just worship Mm -hmm. and give back to God. Right. And toss their, toss their crowds to the side and realize that it's not about them and it's all about, it's all about God.
0: Yeah, so that was the sermon this week. That's what, that's what we learned. And in talking to this, in talking through this, I I do feel more relaxed than I was. Um, before we started this, I was so <laughs> in I was in a, in a crappy
1: mood. Oh, It's um, so funny when you... Okay, it's not funny. It's just so different of you to... Ironic. It's <laughs> different to see the, the type of moods that you can get in because it is so outside of your normal.
0: I am and I'm trying, and it because it's so outside of my normal. I mean, I'm human, y'all. I get in bad moods or whatever. We just all do. <laughs> don't last very long, but it's because it's be- I get it. I am being, mm-hmm. I'm being proud. I'm being prideful. Like, how dare they take this long to
1: respond <laughs> <laughs> when they said it was supposed to be here? And here we are.
0: And you were supposed to do it at this time. Like I am a timeline person. If I tell somebody I'm going to arrive at seven o'clock, I'm, I'm usually there. there at six fifty five. Yeah. So I don't tell me something and then not stick to it. So how dare you not keep your word and how and not even give me an update? Like, what can you can you give me some insight? But this is I mean, a moment a, where God I is know. showing me. Yeah. You're sitting here all riled up about this, and you can't do nothing Not about it. What one you gonna thing. do? You gonna get mad? <laughs> you are mm-hmm. gonna pump your little what? fist and throw your legs over? Say okay. And then what? You still it's ain't still gonna, gonna know be in the after same place. Exactly in the exact same place. So why are you messing up your entire mood and
1: worrying about this over something you can't currently change? Right. So. And I'll say that when you first brought this up and I was just like, I don't think this applies to me at all. And I remember telling you that just last week I was um, I journaled about that Um, again. Most of my journal journals are prayers to God. And I want to read you the first line that I put on this. Um, It said, Lord, give me the faith to ask for your help and the humility to receive it on your terms. And that one came from one of the devotions that I've been reading has been focused on Lent. And that particular day, um, that's what it was focused on, just being humility, being, having humility. Being humble. Yes, that. (laughs) Having humility and realizing that just because you can't see it in your terms doesn't necessarily mean that it's not happening. And that specific one, it gave the story of where Jesus was, um, he had left Galilee, And he was walking um, towards the north north. And of course, at that time, he was commissioned only to serve the Jews um, where he was at. And on the way there, there was this woman who kept pleading like, I need you to help me, help me, help me, help me. And God's basically saying that, no, I didn't come here to to heal you or he was. I'm sorry. She was asking him to heal her daughter. And of course he, Mm -hmm. she wasn't Jewish. And so he wasn't there to do that, but she kept on pleading him. And then he flat out told her, he was just like, well, is it right for me to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs? And I was like, dang, that is a brutal response coming from Jesus. Like we like to label him as this cushy loving, which he is, but there are times when he flat out says something and he was just like, well, why should I feed you? Um, I'm not feeding a dog when I should be feeding the children. And her response was, yeah, I get that. That's true. But even the dogs are allowed to eat scraps that fall between the master's table. And because of her faith um, was so high, Jesus then returned, healed her daughter. And it's just the things that sometimes we may think something looks a certain way, but it also may give it to you in another way. Like you may not be able to get to full, the full meal like you're envisioning it, but you might get the same results based on the scraps that's falling through the table. Meaning that yeah, and sometimes you, that is hard to see. Yeah, it's absolutely hard to do.
0: I want the full meal. Can I have the buffet plate? It's right there. It's <laughs> right there. Can I just have a buffet? Well, I don't understand. I don't understand. Right.
1: I mean, and and that's the thing. It goes back to he is his word and his word says that my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. That was the first thing that came to me when you, when I said that out my mouth.
0: Uh-huh. But, um <laughs> His plans are not our plans, and and it's one of those things. God, this sucks, but I trust you. It is if this ain't the thing, it's the thing thing that leads to the thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And these are things that I repeat to myself. Yeah, I know you're not you're not going to harm me. You are going to prosper me. Uh, Things I repeat to myself. There's this song I wanted to talk about. I know we're all over the place, but this all comes together, Like I was gonna say it's all connected. um, um, There's a song that. It's been out for like a year, I think, but um it's by Elevation Worship. Okay. And it's called The Blessing. Have you heard I don't it? think I know it.
1: I'm usually up on their songs. Oh, wish I, I and you wish said it, I it I could, oh plan. I haven't listened to their last album.
0: I got well, I don't know. I think it came up on my TikTok, um You people as TikTok. the year year anniversary. But uh Okay. I'm just saying it was a moment of this where um don't know what I just did okay so the words are let me just read you I wish I could play it but you know sound copyright and all that stuff and it's basically it's called the blessing live it's by Carrie Jobe I don't know J-O-B-E and Cody Carnes and Elevation Workshop if you look it up and it says the words are the Lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord's Turn his face towards you and give you peace. Hmm. Um, so it's basically a song of blessings. But then it goes into the um, the amp of it, and it says it's repeated over and over. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations, and your family, and your children, and their children, and their children. Um, and they repeat that again. And then it goes into um, may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in the coming, in your comings, and your goings, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. And then it goes into amen. Um, yeah, I've been playing that on repeat mm-hmm. basically all week. Um, and so in lieu of a prayer, Today, as we go out of this episode, I'm going to read this again to you because y'all need all these blessings because we need all these blessings. The song is called again, The Blessing Live um, by Elevation Worship. You should be able to find it on any of the uh, music, Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. Uh, I'm missing one. Title. Is there another one? You should be able to find it. It's on YouTube. Yes, Title still exists. Um, YouTube has it. And you, if you watch the video on YouTube, it's like 12 minutes since the live version that they uh, took the sound from to make the actual um, music version that's uploaded on any of the music apps. It is pretty amazing. So we all, I'm a, our prayer out to this today is going to be for me to read this to you so you can and just listen to the words. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you. And give you peace. The next verse says. Let me find it again. Cause it May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May the Lord go, may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you, he is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going, and you're weeping and your rejoicing. He is for you. Amen. Amen. I, I receive this that. Song. I love that song. So we hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode. We will see you guys in two more weeks. It will be, well, next Friday is Good Friday. So it'll be the week after Easter when we talk again. So we should have some good topics to go over by then. Good deal. We appreciate you guys.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you see somebody this weekend, make sure that you show them love. They may not know Jesus, but they can know him through you. So make sure that every time that you show up, you show up in love and grace for everybody around you. Because that is what God gives us. Love y'all. Bye, y'all.